Welcome to the Transportation and Logistics Podcast, powered by Atlanta Dispatch and Humble Bee Enterprises. I'm excited to be here with a very special guest. We have Miss. Thank you very much for joining me here today. I'm very excited to have you on. How are you feeling? I'm wonderful, and thank you so much for having me on, Jory. It's been a while, and I am excited to talk a little bit more about African American Women Trucking Association. All right, right, right. Well, look, um, I've had the opportunity, the pleasure to meet you, and we've had a whole bunch of conversations. We can get in there. But for the folks who have never had the opportunity to interact with you before, can you please introduce yourself? Absolutely. Well, hello, and thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join us in this space. I am Nicole Ward, your co-founder and president of African American Women Trucking Association. And who are we? Who is African American Women Trucking Association, also known as ADA, A-A-W-T-A. We are the first 501c3 nonprofit that focuses primarily on diversity and inclusion. We are a centralized platform that offers resources to African American women in the trucking space. So we are really excited about what we're doing within our community. Um, we have an, an op- opportunities um, that present itself as grants um, and scholarships to allow, you know, to provide entryway into our industry as well as to support your journey um, along the way. So um, we look, we ask everyone if you haven't had an opportunity, make sure you uh, check us out on our website www. AAWTA.org and make sure you stick around to hear a lot more about us. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, again, it's a pleasure to have you here on stage. And look, how how did you get into logistics? How did you get into transportation? You and I, we've had conversations about what we got going on, but I don't know if I ever got the backstory of how you got involved with logistics in the first place. Man, that is a question that most people ask because I kind of just snuck into the industry like a thief in the night. I yeah. just popped up. <laughs> and then Otto was here and I'm like, girl, where you came from? Um, but man, I actually have an executive background um, in the insurance space, another male-dominated industry. Um, and then my former partner, my former, uh, my ex-boyfriend, uh, he actually had about 20 trucks and his business wasn't doing very well. And one thing that doesn't change, regardless of the game, regardless of uh, the, the, you know, the, the type of business or organization, is there's always a need for structure. There's always a need for a build out, uh, development, and compliance, right? Compliance, and then the last would be money. Money never changes. Numbers never change. And so I had an opportunity to kind of get a taste of trucking um, just by helping him revamp his business, you know, reorganize, redevelop. Um, and, and, you know, just kind of gave me an appreciation um, for what the community does. And so I actually opened up my own trucking company. It was Capital Freight. Uh, and and that, it, it, man, that, that's kind of where the journey started. Would you say that you got in with Capital Freight pre or post pandemic? In the middle of the pandemic. When it first started, I think I was one of those people who had an opportunity um, to kind of learn something new. I mean, we we were we were sitting in the house. We we were <laughs> we had nothing else to do, right? We're all scared to catch a COVID to die, and so I I picked up the skill. Like I like I just mentioned, uh, had an opportunity to restructure a trucking business for for my ex, and then I, I picked up a skill, started and and kind of started doing it myself. So I, I came in when things were were expensive, 
um, when they were selling, you know, if, if trucks that would be 30,000 for 110,000 um, with 250,000 miles on them. And it was, five, you know, three years old. I'm like, ooh, that's good. That's brand new. Man, it was, you know, back that during that time frame. And so I jumped in and, and bought three trucks and, and dived in head first and, and hit, some, hit some roadblocks, which is exactly how the association came about. I hit roadblocks and I had mm-hmm. nobody to turn to. Unfortunately for your pain and the roadblocks that you hit and you pushing through that, you developed a association where you're able to now leverage some of the pain and some of the lessons learned and really streamline some of the, I think I met your cousin first mm-hmm. and let me know about the organization. We swapped business cards <laughs> and we stayed in touch. And then just by way of everybody in that room in that space being entrepreneurial in spirit and mind and all that kind of good stuff it was about how can we how can we help each other like get better how can we strengthen each other's organization um so you know i'm happy that you and i we were able to stay in touch after that event all right so what year was um the african-american women's trucking association founded what year specifically we are less than two years old Honestly, okay. Yeah. Oh no, no, that's a beautiful thing. I mean, oh, yeah, because- we're, we're babies in this space. <laughs> we are definitely right. babies in this space. Oh, but you're coming in making noise, and I can't wait to get to that. Um, but I wanted to ask how long you've been in the game because I want to know when you went to actually become a nonprofit. How was that process? Was it a challenging, tedious one, or would you say that you had the resources up front that kind of made it a a very smooth thing to do? No, it it was actually very challenging because I I created something. There was nothing like this. There was nothing in this space. Um, So I came in with a lot of answers and Google wasn't able to tell me what I should do next. And it wasn't like just opening an LLC or, you know, INC. It was something different. We were building, we were creating a social cause that was going to impact the United States, Canada, and Mexico, since that's who the FMCSA governs. And so we knew that we had to come in and we weren't just building a company, we were building the future of trucking for people that look like you and I. And so it was very difficult. And that's how my cousin, uh, which is the VP of our, of, the, of our association got involved. Most people, when they think nonprofit, you know, they, they think about, you know, maybe mom and pop, but what they're not thinking about is our YMCAs and our Goodwills, our hospitals, our, our schools and our universities. Those are some of the, and our churches, I'm sorry. Some of those are, some, those are some of the well-known and largest nonprofits in the industry. So I, I, it was very important for, for me uh, to build a business model that mirrored those, those same exact nonprofits that I just mentioned that do some, that help people. There's the nonprofits that were structured to make sure that they're a- able to create a, a generation and change the future of whatever that may be. Uh, and so that's kind of what we, we have to kind of take all of that and create something new um, and, and write the, write our own wall, laws on the wall. Right, right, right. No, I love it. I love it. Definitely. I'm here to encourage any folks that have like those very, very large scale ideas, see it through, you know, write your plan, 
and take those steps every day towards it. And even if you miss a day, just if you're if you're consistently going towards it, you'll be able to see it through just like uh, this young lady who I'm interviewing here. And since you guys got started, right, what has it been like since you've gotten the word out? You know, I can only imagine how many interviews, how many different <laughs> meetings, how many different stages you hit and how many conference calls. Because you're here to work and advocate on behalf of African-American women in trucking, it's just like, what has it been like over the last couple of years? Um, it's like a train that uh, has a destination, <laughs> but it's going 110 miles an hour, but it's sturdy. Okay. And just like when we step in a train, we'll sit down, we'll read a book, we'll close our eyes. Some of us don't even say a prayer to and from our destination because we just know that that train is on track to reach its destination. And that's the journey of AAWTA Auto. We're, we're on a fast paced track. Um, less than two years ago, less than a year ago, we had 400, 300 members, and now we're sitting at over 3,300 strong, with hey. amazing leaders that are in this industry that are collaborating in one space and have a common goal. And that goal is to make sure that we're able to change the trajectory of our lives, pay, change the face of trucking, and make sure that we're able to provide sisterhood um, to, to our fellow truckers. Uh, that are out here in the paint that look just like you and I, you know, so, right. you know, we, 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 I mean, it hasn't been an easy game. I'd be lying, but it's one that, that, that has been necessary to, to see the journey of women um, and just to see the, 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 the faith that they have uh, in the organization and the collaboration from the community, um, the support from people like you within the industry. It's been an amazing ride. And oh, it's awesome. one that continues to fuel us. So we thank you all for your support as we continue to grow. Right, right. And look, can you recall a specific media post or a piece of content that you felt like really broke your association from just an idea to now it's mainstream? Folks know about it. And you mentioned how your membership grew over the last year from you know, less than 500 to now over 3,300, you know, was there a specific piece of content that you can attribute that to? Or how'd you, how'd you blow up like that? Um, great question. So yeah, uh, that, that definitely contributes to the countless meetings and, um, and interviews and podcasts and TV appearances that, that, that I've done. Um, and I would say there were the two main things that contributed. So I'll kind of go backwards in time just because the second one is so exciting. Uh, but the first one would be in, in, in May, um, the early May of, of this year, um, AAWTA uh, ought to have the opportunity to meet with the Lieutenant Governor, Mayor of Baltimore, regarding um, a $1.5 million down payment initiative um, brought in by one of our affiliates to help women um, African-American women specifically with down payment assistance. So we have the opportunity to hold um, the, the hold uh, that the, 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 that uh, particular initiative 
And we are still working with them regarding that initiative, but we were excited that we were selected. And so we were able to go there and publicly speak at the university regarding uh, African-American women in trucking and our mission to make sure that we're able to increase that representation. That was a great big deal as that was a national press release. And then having the opportunity to sit down with local and state um, government officials that understood the need uh, for the representation and the importance of what our association were doing uh, is doing. It, it, it was a great feeling. I definitely say it caused a spike and increase in membership, um, but more on the and more um, on the volunteerism side too, where we had a community, a slew of community of women that wanted to make sure they're able to support the next generation. Um, of female truckers to make it where it's not so hard for them. So that was a major, major turning point in our association, gaining, you know, big traction and a lot of media attention. Um, and then I would say the second part- Oh, oh hey, be, hey, hey, before you go to the second oh, one, which school did you speak at? Because that's dope. It is dope. And I do not want to misspeak. And I knew that you were going to ask me that. It was in Baltimore and it's on- on our website, and I do apologize if you're just jumping on, make sure you okay, go to www.awta.org, right. <laughs> and that's why I stayed away from that question, but it is okay, at a university. Okay. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> no worries, <laughs> no worries. Yeah, I, because, no, I think that's amazing to be able to speak at, you know, in that type of uh, arena, platform. that atmosphere, where you have these young minds who are looking for direction, and you're able to feed into them like that. I think that's a pretty uh, commendable. So uh, that's dope. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 that was great. And you know what? I could never be disrespectful because Coppin State University allowed AAWTA in their house to talk to their students, to encourage. So shout out to Coppin State University in Baltimore. Hey. Uh, hey. We really appreciate them for allowing us that the platform to just advocate um, and talk a, a lot about our platform. Um, so yes, that was a major turning point. Um, we, we have more of that information on our website, aawta.org. If you haven't had an opportunity, make sure you jump in and tune in. And thank you so much. And the second portion of that, um, if you're just tuning in, I'm talking about some major turns that, that took place for African American Women Trucking Association. And, as one of the cast members of BET's um, After Happily Ever After. Um, and so I appeared on, on BET um, and we wrapped up a season in, in December. And um, they allowed my ex-husband, which is Mike Mike from um, the 69 Boys, 95 South. If you don't know who he is, I would say you might be too young. You ask your mama, Whoop, there it is, 69 Boys. Yeah. 69. <laughs> Actually, mommy, you might be kind of young, um, but they allowed him to talk about our association, which was a huge turning point on, on a major network um, to talk about who I was and what I stood for. And so I think that actually brought a lot of attention um, to, to our association and people wanted to understand what is this blackface in trucking and what is she talking about? Oh, wow. I think it was the right thing for them to do to emphasize because, again, this is bigger than I would, I want to say it's a professional movement. This is right. a demographic that had not historically uh, even been considered when it came to some of the regulations and the rules and all that kind of stuff that are governing our, our transportation. That's remarkable. That's commendable. And I'm happy that you are showing up for these opportunities you know what i mean you can some people can get the opportunities but it seems like you're not only showing up you're kicking down these doors to let people know 
Um, what's up? So when it comes to you today as the president, the co-founder of Alta, what fills up your time the most? You know, would you say it's the conference calls? Would you say it's the travel? Is it even, you know, your own, you know, your own business? You know, what, what do you feel like fills up your day the most these days? Well, Ada is something that I breathe and, and I sleep and dream about. Uh, trucking isn't part-time. Trucking is a lifestyle. So whenever I hear people say they're doing trucking good part-time, that is really cute and, and no shade. Uh, but this is my lifestyle. This is how I feed my family. And we've done something even bigger uh, than feeding my family. We've created an association that uh, that's all about social change. So, you know, Ada is is just not here as a hobby. We are here to, to, to change the world, the outlook on African-American women in trucking. So what takes up a lot of my time would be the development of the association and making sure that it's, it, it's, it's always reaching its next heights. You know, we have a seat on the FMCSA board. Uh, that's a big, that's a, that's a big, that's a big seat. Um, you know, we're, we're, we are here to represent African-American women in the transportation industry. And so that seat, we don't take lightly. Like, what's been the highlight of the experience thus far dealing directly with the DOT, dealing directly with the FMCSA? Like, what's the highlight so far of that? When I first learned that about your organization, that that was one of the opportunities that had been bestowed to you, I was just so... To think about meeting you guys last summer, understanding that it was a new organization, mm -hmm. um, but to be catapulted um, into such a huge opportunity, a, a, a huge role, one that you definitely understand the, the value and the importance of. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm just extremely proud of you guys. I'm happy that you guys have the opportunity despite being around, established for two years. You know, a lot of these organizations that are having those seats, they've been around for 50, 60, 70 mm -hmm. years. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So mm -hmm. that's kind of what it is. The fact that you have the opportunity to represent and, you know, God blessed it so that you didn't have to get filtered out because you didn't have those decades of uh, tenure already. So no, dope. I, I, I didn't. But what we did have is is the footwork. You know, they didn't, they didn't say any, mini mighty mo. They, they vetted you. You had to come to the table with what, I, what are you doing for the community? And so there are a lot of associations and there are a lot of things around, but that show and prove is a big deal. Um, you know, even like right now we have, where we're giving away 10 scholarships to African-American women, um, where it's a full ride and, and we, we're helping women transition into this industry. And then we're also going to help them survive it. So we're giving them a full ride. When I say full ride, hotel, plane, plane fare, food per diem, you know, their CDL school with our education partners at a trucking school. Like we are out here really, we're doing this from our organization. We're making sure that our community is able to survive everything that they're going through right now. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a show improve. And I think that's what really, really helped us um, obtain that place with the Department of Transportation and, and a seat on the board. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And look, you did just bring it up. So let's talk about it a little bit more. 10 scholarships. Fill us in. What's the situation? How do they get involved? Or have you already decided everybody who has gotten those 10 scholarships? 
No. So uh, African-American um, auto and Zeta uh, driving school, I'm sorry, Zeta Trucking School, my apologies, um, we've collaborated um, as they are our exclusive education partner to put together an initiative called the Power to Drive Change. And with that Power to Drive Change, it's our collaborative initiative to make sure that we increase the representation of African-American women. What better to do that than an African-American Women Trucking Association? And so we, you know, we put this initiative together to offer, uh, this is just our first uh, round. It's 10 women today and it's 70 women next quarter of the first of the year. And so uh, with our initiative, we are making sure that we are able to provide a scholarship um, to um, you know, one of the members within our organization um, that allows them uh, to gain entry, to transfer into this industry, um, as well as to receive the support that they will need um, within their journey. So we have our mentorship aspect of it, um, and we rig on wheels uh, broker recruiting uh, also supports our mentorship and our driver development. Uh, driver development is a very, very big deal. You know, most people get into a field and they're provided further education. Well, a lot of our truck drivers are not. The new things are just dumped on them every single day. Regulations change every single day. So with our education partner um, and our driver development partner, we have the power to drive change. And so we're excited to see what this is going to do. We're excited to see how it's going to increase the representation, uh, which is our mission um, of African-American women in our industry, as well as help them be successful. Uh, and that's the biggest part. And the first part, you know, that's the biggest part um, in, in order to, to make sure that they're able to thrive while they gain entry. Right, right, right. And look, truck driving school normally takes quite a few weeks. Um mm -hmm. It sounded like you said that this scholarship is able to cover those expenses of getting out there, getting the lodging and did you and food too? Did you say that? Absolutely. So we have not selected anybody yet. The application went live last week, Monday, and runs all the way until September 30th. So tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, it's $10 to become a member and it's 100% free to apply for this application as a member. And just like Joy said, we're taking care of everything. Trucking schools four to six weeks. Um, you know, we're we're taking care of our people. <laughs> we don't want anything but for you to be successful. Right, right, right. No, I love to hear it. I love to oh. hear it. And what made this school the perfect school to partner with? I believe that uh, uh, we chose them as an exclusive education partner because they were willing to do something that most can't do or not in the position to do right now. And that was to be, I mean, money, just to, to break it down, money. Most trucking schools are, you know, they, they, they thrive off of, you know, government grants and, you know, private entry, but they're suffering right now. You know, the number of schools that I know that have waiting lists for financial reduction uh, for, for their courses, is, is, I mean, they're in the 70s and the hundreds and they, they just weren't there. You know, they were a new school. Uh, that, you know, with generational truckers that understood uh, trucking and technology, uh, they were able to bring um, a certain piece in the industry that I haven't seen. So they allow 10% of their course to be done online, which is reduces the time that you actually have to be away from your family. Uh, and then the second portion is they reduce the tuition for all members. So even if you don't even qualify for, you know, to, to, you know, for the scholarship, they've reduced the tuition by 
just because you're a member of AAWTA. And this doesn't go into just becoming an actual CDL driver. This has to do with your endorsements. They've created a package deal for us that, you know, with your doubles and all, you know, your twig, all this other, you know, there's like four of them. And I don't want to lie because it's actually on the website, which I always (laughs) mention, AAWTA.org. Shout out to my staff for making sure all the information is always up to date and current. Um, But... (laughs) Um, you know, as you know, just just to see what they were able to customize and deliver uh, to us, I, I really felt solved the problem, uh, which is you know tuition. Most people can't afford it. You know, most people can't be away from their home for that period of time, and they were willing to work with us and be in compliance, or while being in compliance. And that's the part uh, that we didn't know was dearest to our heart. So that's why we chose them. Wow. Yeah, those sound like some pretty solid partners. I'm very happy to hear that they saw the value in really investing into what's, what are some of your favorite ways to engage with your membership? Well, I, I, one of the favorite ways, and I'll just start with that, uh, would be social media as it gives us uh, access to people all over the world. Um, as it allows you to speak to somebody, particularly in India, wanting to know, well, we have a branch there at four o'clock in the morning. Um, or somebody um, just in, you know, California um, at, you know, the three-hour time difference that we may have as I'm in, you know, Eastern, um, and it allows them access to me, uh, where you don't have to be everywhere at the same time, any, you know, you, where you can't be. You can now be everywhere at the same time on camera, and that, that's kind of, I think, helpful, social media, um, but in person is still still my favorite my my favorite choice right right there's something that you can't beat uh, when it comes to like feeling the energy you know right there in the room especially in networking events conferences yep. things of that nature are there any markets out there where you guys have like a lot more membership than you would have originally thought about of course it's understood that you might have a pretty strong membership population here in the Atlanta area, but are there any markets that really surprise you? I would say the second market outside of Atlanta would be the Maryland, would be Maryland. Um, And it has everything to do with, you know, visiting Coppin State University, speaking with the Lieutenant Mayor, speaking with the, you know, the ball, the, um, sorry, the Lieutenant and the Mayor. Um, And so, you know, having the opportunity to sit with, uh, local and state uh, government officials and talk trucking and what the future of trucking looks like for you know african-american women on a public platform and then having a national press release really spike uh increase the membership uh within that that state so atlanta and then and then maryland would would definitely um specifically the baltimore area um would 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 follow up you mentioned the value that trucking school places on the women within Alta. In addition to that, how has the professional community rallied around your association? And I'll season it with this. I personally know that there was a a large shipper who had very consistent freight out of the PA area who Mm -hmm. wanted to send 100% of that freight through your organization's members, like to give those mm-hmm. individuals the opportunity to have some consistent freight. You know, do you mm-hmm. have do you feel like you have other professional organizations that are pouring in like that? Man, as you say it, I actually just smiled. And it's a pity people can't see it because absolutely we have been so supported. 
Um, I, I mean, the, I, we, we feel the love from the sideline. I can feel the hate too, but I, <laughs> but I also can feel the love. I feel more love than anything else. We've been so accepted by the community. Um, you know, so, so many organizations, so many, you know, distributors, so many brokers, so many, I mean, I can go on and on of, of, of people that want to make sure they support our mission um, to make sure they're able to to support um, you know African American women within this industry, uh, just as the example that you gave. So we, we've been well received, and we really really appreciate all the support and the people that have stood behind us and continue to stand behind us. Again, I love the fact that these opportunities are are being afforded to your organization, and we're talking about the growth. We're talking about the fact that this is not an overnight process. This is a moving train that it's a, a joyful journey, but it is just that, a journey. Uh, mm-hmm. What would you say have been the biggest obstacles that you face in building out the infrastructure of Alta? Um, I would say the rapid growth. Um, you know, everybody, is, growth is great, um, but we've grown faster than I could even imagine. I mean, I just named all of those things and they really have happened less than a year and a half. Um, and I say two years, I give it a big number, but it's been all in a year and a half. It's been seeing no sleep over here. Um, and so the growth and expansion, just making sure that we're able to stay up and keep up with the growth and expansion, remain consistent and support our community every step of the way has been, I would say, a little challenging, but I don't want to say that word. I want to say it's been a priority. And because it's a priority, I definitely lose sleep over it because those things can't slip. Those things can't fail. This is what we're about. Um, And so I would just say, you know, continuing to, you know, as we continue to grow, we have a number of leadership leaders, a number of leaders that have taken leadership positions that are supporting, um, supporting our cause. And I think that will help me get more sleep because these little three and a half hours I've been doing for the last 10 years, it feels like ain't gonna work much longer, but it's all for a a good cause. And I appreciate, you know, I just have to mention a name right now. We have one of our amazing leaders, Valerie on the line right now, and she's super supportive watch watching, you know, shout out to you, Valerie. I've watched her journey of, I think I want to do trucking to I've passed the test and I'm going into the next realm of my life. And I'm, now I'm a leader and I, I just, I love to see it. And the giving back always feels good because what I give to people and what we give to people as an association, we don't expect anything in return. But when we see that that's what people want to do, man, that's a whole nother ball game. Right, right, right. No, that's, that's beautiful. And since you guys have been established for, you know, let's just, let's just say two years, right? Do you feel like it's been hard having some of the conversations with the market, the trucking market itself, kind of being at the lower end of the cycle. We talked about when you got into the game, you got into the game (laughs) during the height of the pandemic, which Mm -hmm. means everything was pricey. And if you got locked in under those rates and now the um, actual margins for the Mm -hmm. loads that are being carried are zilch, slim to Mm -hmm. zero, Mm -hmm. you know, people have been getting pushed out of the industry. Do you feel like Mm. it's been, you know, what kind of, what kind of conversation has that spearheaded uh, with your, your, your membership? That is one that I really want to talk about. We talk about the bells and whistles of trucking, but we don't talk about the loads. And right now, a lot of us are at an all-time low. 
um, as a leader, I would not be a good leader if I did not tell the truth about what's right. going on with our community. And our community is suffering right now. And so the importance of auto right now in this space is for any resources that we're able to provide of relief, but also the support aspect of it, the sisterhood aspect of it. Because this is a tough time, y'all. This is a tough time for us. I tell people all the time, I went from three trucks, I have one. I have a day cab. You know, and I talk about this. I remember wanting to be as big as J.B. Hunt, but, you know, without saying the name, man, we just seen a 99-year-old company go out of business right. and put over 33,000 people out of out of a job. I'm sorry, 30,000 is the last number I read. It keeps going up. Um, out of a job. So, you know, we all, when I got in, man, when I tell you the rates were great, I was out there shopping, buying all kinds of luxury bags. But man, six months ago, I didn't even know how I was going to, you know, keep fueling my truck. Right. I was, I was scared. Right. I was scared, you know, and I have a driver. I don't drive, um, you know, so I have to hire somebody. I have to make sure that this person is employed. And so I have to actually use my experiences, my pain, um, and, 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 and make sure I'm able to, you know, wiggle my way out of it, as well as encourage my community. Like, Hey y'all, y'all not in this alone. I'm just not talking for my health. I promise you I'm in the paint with you, but we got to right. stand strong. We got to revive. We got to, we got, we, you know, we got to come up with another plan. We got to support one another because this is a tough time in trucking. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, the same thing here. Um, the content that I was creating changed. It shifted from, oh man, things are amazing to, hey, things are getting tough. Oh man, things are tough. Look, mm -hmm. if you are looking for a way to still make money with your same equipment, mm -hmm. government contracting, or, mm -hmm. you know, more so identifying specific opportunities and really pointing them to the decision makers mm -hmm. who were able to allow those decisions, I mean, those opportunities to, you know, go into fruition. So I hear you, it, it, it's, it's been a challenge, but we're here, we're still mm -hmm. kicking. The mm -hmm. membership for Auta is still growing. Mm -hmm. and what would you say you are most proud of when it comes to all you've accomplished with Auta so far? I would say almost that conversation that we just had, trucking is at a low time, t a terrible place, but memberships aren't. And I don't mean that in a way like, wait, we're, we're, no, I mean that in a way that people are still entering the transportation industry. People are still entering trucking. People are still trying to find ways to revive in this place that they're in and find a sisterhood and a community that's going to stand behind them. Um, as we as we work our way through this, as we we go through this, and we're going, they're not going through it alone. They're going through it as a community with other people. Like you know that they're able to tap in. We have members that are able to tap in and hear things that you're saying, Jory, about you know government contracts and things that could be done in the interim, while you know rates are at two two cents per mile right now. You know, so uh, you know I, th that's it. I, I'm proud of the, us banding together you know, still growing large, getting larger, because there's strength in numbers, and somebody's going to hear me, ooh, and they're going to hear me real loud and proud, because I'm on that FMCSA board. So <laughs> that's the first part. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. I love it. And who is, who are your membership looking like? What's your membership looking like? Is it all African American women? Or is the membership open to all folks who want to support? I love this question. So our membership is actually broken into two sectors. 
The first sector would be our, our members that are made up of African-American women or women of color that are interested in entering the trucking transportation industry or they're already in this space. So that doesn't mean they have to drive a big rig. That means they could drive a box truck. That means they could drive a van. That just means if you're in, you could drive a, a, a train or a school bus. But if you're in that trucking transportation space, we want you as a member. And that also goes for, for uh, dispatchers. We have a lot of people that are interested in and learning and understanding the world of dispatching and looking for a community of other dispatchers. So our members are made up of those women, uh, African-American women and women of color. And then we have our, our affiliate space. Our affiliate space is made up of uh, businesses within the community that support our members. Uh, they're made up of our brokers. They're made up of actual dispatch companies. They're made up of, you know, podcasters. They're made up, we even have uh, one particular coffee shop that provides drivers um, with a, a discount. And one in particular that I would love to mention, and that's Natasha here in Atlanta. Uh, Natasha who has HD laboratories and screenings where she offers um, not just African-American women within our community, but all truckers uh, affordable rates for drug testing and healthcare and uh, different healthcare screenings. Um, you, know, you know, so if you remember, you get all these different benefits pertaining to the affiliates that support our industry and support our community. So yeah, there's like a number of benefits regardless of the side that you choose um, to be on. Right, right. Well, look, I'm happy that we were able to get that out there so that if somebody was like, well, I'm not an African-American woman, I can't support. Now they understand that they can support in other mm -hmm. ways. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, you know, today, you know, you, you mentioned affiliations, you mentioned partnerships. Let's do some vision board stuff or, you know, manifesting. Like, what is your dream partnership or collaboration at this point? So I can only say this. I am big on manifestation. I believe thoughts become things. And I manifested this association. I manifested my seat on the FMCSA board. And I manifested the partnership contact. So we haven't solidified it. That's why I won't even answer it. Because when they called, <laughs> I almost passed out. And that's mm. all I have to say. Mm. And I can't, mm. so I can't even say it because I can't mess up an opportunity. <laughs> Just know when, I, and listen, if you miss this pot, if you miss this, if you miss this, you miss something. But when I tell you the power of words coming out of your mouth, I hope you guys all circle back and you listen to this six months from now. When you can say, ah, that's who she was talking about. Mm, okay, okay. So it seems like, you know, you're about to be the opening act for, what's that, the Beyonce concert. <laughs> A whole backup be, dancer. <laughs> let the folks know about Alta at the event. I get that's it. Right. Get that's it. right. No, no, just that's right. That's right. But Beyonce's our spokesperson, y'all. Y'all heard it here first. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Call us Beyonce. All right, girl. <laughs> that is hilarious. Man. Well, look, I mean, anything that you want to talk about that we haven't had a chance to highlight so far, now will be the time because I know you got a lot of stuff going on that I wouldn't even have any idea about. So anything <laughs> that we didn't get a chance to talk about, please share. Listen, sometimes I don't even know, but either which way, I appreciate that. And one of the things um, I, I wanted to tell, you know, you 
obviously, thank you so much for having me on, uh, allowing us to talk a little bit more about who we are and, and the cause and what we stand for. Um, and so also want to tell everyone who's on here, we really appreciate, I really appreciate specifically just listening. Um, I don't know what space you're in, but whatever space you're in, you, if you have a dream in your heart, go for it. Don't stop. Literally, don't stop. Don't stop. Keep going. Because if you have a dream in your heart, you can definitely manifest it. Because this was a dream. I tell people all the time, I'm like Martin Luther King, y'all. I had a dream. And baby, did I have a dream. I'm just grateful that I was able to see my dream become a reality. But I will die and this dream will continue. So I thank you guys all for listening. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, please feel free to reach out to me. I am on social media. Um, definitely follow Ada on our website. Um, I'm sorry, on our social sites. We are on um, AAWT underscore org. Um, or you can follow me if you want to see my crazy life on the weekend. I am the Nicole on Instagram, Twitter, and all other social platforms. But I really, really appreciate you for having us on. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And look, one other thing that I just want to drive home is, look, when you have opportunities to to welcome folks to networking events, do that, you know, extend mm -hmm. the invitation. And I say that because Nicole and I had an opportunity to reconnect, what was it, about a month and a half ago, two months mm -hmm. ago now? Mm -hmm. And yep. it was probably, it was probably the best little happy hour situation I've gone to since Same. the pandemic happened, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And it was just these industry leaders in the supply chain visibility space coming together, partnering up, and it was just all networking and getting to know folks in this supply chain space. And it was just like, it was, I just know that if you have the opportunity to invite others, your peers to those type of things, make sure you, you, you just extend that invitation. You never know who they will be able to meet and what connections they can make. And I, I say that because, you know, I, I can hold my own in any room networking. I can't, <laughs> but when I looked up <laughs> and saw this woman, <laughs> you know, had a whole circle around her and she was just, you know, bouncing off, giving everybody the, the answers, you know, the responses and all that kind of stuff. I said, this was the perfect situation. So just be mindful about um, if you, Mention the names of the people in the room that they'll mm -hmm. never know anything about. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they'll probably do it for you, too. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So that's it. That's it. That's all I got. Um, yes. But look, everybody, uh, definitely appreciate the support as always. And uh, tune in Monday morning, 730 Eastern Standard Time as we partner up with Freight Waves, their sonar team, as we've been doing for the past two years. We're going to let you know about the market what the analytics are looking like, where should you position your trucks and all that type of stuff to take advantage of uh, the reefer, the flatbed, the dry van market. So um, that's it for this session. Uh, Nicole, as always, a pleasure. And, uh, you know, holla at me. Awesome. Have a great one, everyone.